between my legs, between my legs, go. The squirrel was like running between the legs and then try and flip the squirrel. Somatic sexologist Morgan Penn is back with Hayley Sproul for a new season of Sex.Life. So more and more little pets started appearing and some horses for the pony play. Sex.Life, a new episode every Wednesday. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Wild Secrets. John and Ben podcast. Join right now. Excited about this uh, amazing true story of a guy in America who was retired. He cracked the code on the state lottery, won millions of dollars over many years. A movie's been made about him, starring Brian Cranston from uh, Breaking Bad. And he joins us right now, Jerry. Good morning. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Lovely to have you on. Whereabouts in America are you, Jerry? Uh, I'm in Michigan. Michigan. Now, do you know our producer was saying that Jerry picked up. Jim Bolger, former Prime Minister of New Zealand, Jim Bolger's son, hitchhiking. Really? Yes, Dan. <laughs> Dan, Dan Bolger. Bolger. Yes. Uh-huh. That was years and years ago. That's, that's all he knew about New Zealand. He said, did you have a Prime Minister called Jim Bolger? He's like, I picked up his son hitchhiking. Where did you pick him up, Jerry? I picked him up at the uh, Lim High Pass. In the Rocky Mountains. Oh wow! Well, Jerry, you've got yeah. a you've got a fascinating story, not just about picking up uh, people from New Zealand, but also <laughs> let's 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 go back there because people that if they don't know, you're retired, you're age sixty four, you're living with your wife in a small town, uh, and you saw a brochure for a new lottery game. Now, how did this lottery game work? Um, it was called Windfall. Yeah. And the way it worked, the jackpot was guaranteed to start at $2 million. And if nobody won, it continued to build until it hit $5 million. At that point, if no one won, all the $5 million rolled down into the smaller tier prizes, like the three-number winners, the four-number winners, and the five-number winners. Right. So you sort of found a bit of a loophole. You say it's simple maths, but for us, we're, we're quite simple. We, we probably can't do the math. So what was the loophole? Well, the loophole was, uh, it was simple math. It, I looked at the brochure, and the brochure listed the odds of getting a three-number winner at one in 56 and two-thirds. The odds of getting a four-number winner was one in 1,032. So I just looked at that and I said to myself, well, if I played $1,100, I would mathematically, I would get one four-number winner and 18 three-number winners. Well, the four-number winner was projected to be worth $1,000 when the the windfall occurred. Yeah. And the three-number winners was projected to be worth $50 when the windfall occurred. And so I just added those together, and that was a $1,900 return on a $1,100 bet. Now, you, so you've cracked this code to the lottery, and you continue to play the game, you continue to have big wins, and you may, how much money do you win over the years, Jerry? Uh, we grossed about $27 million. Oh, my gosh. Because at first you, you played it secretly. So the the secret was playing more times, having more tickets in the lottery draw. That's correct, because you narrowed the you narrowed the possibility between the mathematical and the 
possible. But then they stopped that lottery in your state. So you and your wife, I understand, drove like 1,600 kilometres uh, to another another place. You would basically buy tickets all day for hours and hours on end in another state. Yes, in Massachusetts, that's correct. You're on the run. Well, you're sinking them in your state, <laughs> so you went to another one. Yeah, the lottery in our state, uh, they closed down. They had, uh, <laughs> no they wonder. Struck. What you were doing, was it illegal? Absolutely legal. Legal, yeah. I created I created a paper trail. I had five federal audits and four state of Massachusetts audits and two Michigan audits and never had a problem. All right, he's clean. He's, he's a clean cl- guy. So how many hours? You, a- you bet. Cherry, <laughs> <laughs> why didn't you loop me in on this? <laughs> yeah. I tried to, but you didn't answer the phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I thought I was Jerry. Who's going to hear. <laughs> yeah, Jerry, he's up. Uh, what's incredible? And now it's been made into a movie. Brian Cranston, uh, for everyone who will know, Malcolm in the Middle, Breaking Bad, great actor. He's playing you in a movie. That's correct. He is a very nice person. Did it, so I, I guess he came to hang out with you to get to know you. Yes, he did for a week. He came to stay. Well, Brian Cranston stayed at your house for a week. <laughs> Uh, he didn't stay at our house. He just came to our house. He stayed. He stayed at a at a very nice motel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's incredible. Well, he had to have some free time too. What are you? So Brian Cranston's coming to your house every day for a week to learn how to play you. Do you give him lunch? <laughs> What's the call? What do you do? Oh, yeah, we went. We went to lunch. Yeah. Oh yeah, we went to lunch. We went to dinner. David Frankel, the uh, director of the movie, he came for a couple three days. Jeez, all these people are coming to see you, Jerry. <laughs> and so now, now your story's being made into a movie. You're a movie star. I'm not the movie star. Brian Cranston is. Well, you're mm. the star. It's a movie about you. I, you know, what did you think of the movie? I enjoyed it. <laughs> you got five stars. We originally had a little apprehension, but uh, the way they presented it, it's a good, wholesome Feel good story. Jerry and Marge go large. If anyone wants to watch the movie, it looks very good. And, yeah, see more of this amazing tale. And what did you do with the money? You made $27 million or something like that. What did you do with the money? We just saved it. You saved it. Have you got – do you live in a mansion? Do you drive a Ferrari? live in the same house we've lived in for 37 years. (sighs) You got twenty seven million dollars, Jerry. Get a mansion. No, I don't have that. You weren't materialistic. You didn't want a fancy car. You didn't want a big house. What was the goal? The goal was just to play the game and and uh, the satisfaction of doing it and being successful. Well, wow, Jerry, what a very special human being you are. And I imagine those those that lottery shut down now, has it, Jerry? <laughs> Oh, yes. It shut down in 2012. That was a wise decision on their part. <laughs> Jerry, it's been so lovely uh, chatting to you. Thank you so much for your time, and thank you for sharing with us uh, your amazing story. Oh, my pleasure. The Hits. For more podcasts from the Hits Network, check out iHeartRadio.co.nz. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems, but I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.